0: are you incorporating superfoods into your daily AM and PM and even afternoon snack rituals? Well, Organifi makes it so incredibly easy. Use promo code BB for 20% off of your order of Organifi products. These are incredible non-GMO glyphosate residue free superfood products with added adaptogens. And I am obsessed with the Harmony Cacao Mix in my morning coffee and also the green juice in original as like a morning matcha their glow formula their red juice formula all of their formulas are just incredible I am blown away at how delicious they are you're gonna love them your family you're gonna love them you can even serve them as a fabulous summer mocktail on the rocks use promo code BB and save 20% off now at Organifi.com slash BB. You can also find that direct link on the Beauty and the Biohacker.com favorites page. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Beauty and the Biohacker where we explore the latest tools and trends in self-care, aesthetics, and peak performance to help you live your most beautiful life from the inside out. I'm your co-host, Rachel Varga, a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 19,000 rejuvenation treatments performed on thousands of patients.
1: And I'm Katie Moore, a self-proclaimed biohacker with three years of self-experimenting in the space of health and wellness technology. I'm on a mission to help you achieve success without sacrificing your health or happiness through my YouTube channel, Katie Type A.
0: So join us as we sit down with some of the biggest innovators in the health space, the movers and shakers of the wellness world,
1: and unpack some of the biggest secrets in the skincare and longevity space. We are Beauty and the Biohacker, and we're thrilled to have you along for the ride.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode on the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. We got the beauty side of things with yours truly, Rachel Varga, and the biohacking side of things with none other than Katie Type A. How excited are you for today's call with Melanie? Oh, I have been
1: stoked for this for months, so we are just so thrilled to have another female biohacker on the show, and uh, we're going to get into all things biohacking, especially as it pertains to women today, so stay tuned, guys.
0: So let's tell you a little bit about Melanie. So Melanie is an actress and also the author of What, When, Wine: Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine. She's also the host of the top iTunes podcast, Melanie avalon biohacking podcast, the intermittent fasting podcast, and New York Times bestseller co-host Jen Stevens. Melanie is certified as a wine specialist by WSET. How funny is this actually all three of us have WSET training? What are the chances? She's also <laughs> a trained holistic nutritionist by the AFPA and is a member of Mensa International. Melanie developed the top iTunes app food sense guide to help those with food sensitivities. And she currently runs three rapidly growing Facebook groups with over 10,000 members and warm welcome to Melanie Avalon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. It's well, so good to
2: see you again. And it's good to meet you, Katie, for the first time. Yeah, And we were talking before the call, but I'm just really excited to talk about everything. This is a really good vibe. Going on here.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And we're going to talk about a, a couple of different things here. But first of all, okay, what's the deal? What's the drama? What happened with your aura ring? We all are avid aura ring wearers. <laughs> how the heck did you lose yours? I
2: know. Um, once you're in the aura fan club, you're just like perpetually in the aura fan club. And I've been posting about this on Instagram and I've been shocked by how concerned. <laughs> everybody is they're like where's your aura ring maybe people are telling me that they're like dreaming about where my aura ring is um <laughs> so I mean I'm dreaming about it i it fell off my finger for the the second time which is really sad and um what's really sad is this second one I had like upgraded and bought the diamond one and I was like obsessed with it and it fell off so oh my, where did um, it fall off do you remember it fell off somewhere in between my apartment and literally all I did is I, I like walked in target and bought cucumbers and walked out and somewhere, somewhere there. It, oh <laughs> I don't my you don't know. Um, for those who have ORA rings and for those who lose their ORA ring, something I've learned, I didn't find it, but something I learned was that if you download a Bluetooth tracking app, you can try to find it that way. Cause you can download these apps and it'll show you like every Bluetooth device around you, which is kind of shocking how many are <laughs> around you. Um, it didn't help me find it, but for others it might help you. <laughs> oh my. Well, <laughs> that's, that's
1: a great tip because you know, these things can fall off and you can lose things. Um, but oh my gosh, can you imagine being in target and then like looking down and finding a diamond aura ring and <laughs> be like, Oh, what is this? And like throw it out. You're like, no, 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 no that is gold. Like, well, not really. It's diamond, but like, seriously. Oh my gosh, you poor thing. Well, you're, I'm assuming you're getting another one.
2: Pretty soon yes. Tonight. Um, okay. I'm all, I'm also wondering for those, the person who found it, like, cause you know, the inside of the O-ring, it's like, looks like a computer. They're probably like, what? Um, yes, I'm it's actually going to send me another one. So I'm really, oh. really, I'm really grateful. That's, um, that's great. And you have all your sleep data downloaded, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Um, especially since, Second time that it's fallen off my finger. Every I've learned it all mm-hmm. keeps it in the app. And then when you get a new one, it just picks up right where you left off. So well, yeah. third time's a charm, girl. So I know, like, I know. you <laughs> won't lose this one. I know. <laughs> I know. Um I'm so sad. I feel naked though. Like I'm I, like I'm so used to like, ah. Uh, so I keep checking for it, but it soon, soon, soon. Let I love it or
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I know, I know that feeling when sometimes like you are charging your aura ring and then you like go to check your sleep stats and you're like, Oh my gosh, why is it not on my finger? And there's like a, like a momentary like panic and your cortisol rushes and you're like, okay, no, it's just charging. So I, I totally get the whole feeling of just like, it's so habitual to have it on your finger and your finger starts to like, you just feel like naked without it. As you said, it's, yep. it's crazy. It's um, really, yeah. Oh, well, no. good news will come out of this for sure. Yes. So I, I'm curious cause uh, you know, I, just being a podcaster, you, like, we get to, you know, interview people like you, and it's so exciting, and it very, it's very conversational and super fun, but you've had some very, very big guests on your shows, and some very, like, scientific, like extr- like, brilliant, beyond brilliant people, and so I'm just curious, like, how do you mentally kind of prepare yourself, get yourself into that, like, zone before you go into Any interview, especially with some of these like big players in the biohacking space.
2: Yeah, that is such a great question. Um, So I will say, I I honestly exist in a perpetual state of fangirling. Like all of my interviews, I'm just like dying. Like (laughs) um, I'm just, it's so surreal that it's happening. Um, So every, I mean, because I've had almost a hundred episodes now, and like almost all of them are like pretty well established people and every single time i'm just like full of just gratitude and surrealness and fangirling <laughs> but as far as the the preparation i've i've when i first started the show i was really really overwhelmed like how to take charge of preparing and how to like actually you know do it cuz it's hard when you are do and you guys know as podcasters like when you're creating your own content your own schedule your own everything like you're the one in charge of like figuring out how to do that. So um I thought I have my system now. My system works like really really well. So I I just implement the system and we're good. And it it's basically that I am um, I usually usually the guests have a book or something. So I'm usually reading their books over a few weeks if not over Few months I'd like to take my time and then I have massive amount of notes um, and then I make I synthesize all of it into like a prep document that is I have two versions like one that I send to them that's just the basic questions and then one that's like theirs with like all the notes and then for the actual show I actually like I study 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 up until the interview and then I don't really barely look at the notes during the interview at all I just and I don't look at like I don't plan the questions or the order I just like I just drop everything and I'm like I just talk about whatever I want to talk about um and I found that that's like it, it's made me not it's made me less stressed it makes me more authentic and natural I um yeah, I literally just ask like whatever I'm thinking so it I it's it's great um yeah I still get really nervous though especially I interviewed this week Gary Tobbs, and I was so nervous cuz I've been like he's one of the people that I've been following like, he, like, his Good Calories, Bad Calories was one of the first books I read, like, on everything. So I was, like, so nervous. Um, But everybody's been amazing. Yeah. it's It kind of sounds like
1: being on stage, like, when you get on stage and all of a sudden, because I, I know you were an actress, and I did a little bit of acting in my day when I was younger. And it's, like, you memorize your lines over and over and over again. And then you step onto the stage, and you have this moment of, like, okay, I just got to do it. And, you know, I think for really skilled actors and actresses, you just go into that, like, show must go on, like, kind of mentality and you almost it's almost like the stage fright just dissipates at least that's been my experience where it's like everything sort of just like you've studied so hard it's all just kind of comes naturally to you and it's just the performance and like no matter what happens good or bad like you know you're going to recover because you're confident in yourself so i think that's great and yeah that that is that's awesome i mean do you do anything like ritualistically before a podcast like set like light some sage
2: or anything I, um, I have, well, for, that's a great analogy, by the way, of the stage thing. Yeah, it is really similar to that. Um, I, I have my ritual, but it's more just like preparation stuff. Like, so, cause I normally have like 20 pages of notes, but then I, the day of I go through it all and I, I get like, like three or four pieces of paper and I just write uh, like keywords down. So then I can just like look down and make sure I'm hitting all the topics. And I usually listen to the same Taylor Swift album while prepping (laughs) and then (laughs) some, some juve red light. Um, but yeah, uh, I I'm glad I'm really happy that like the system is is working, but, um,
0: it's just amazing. I'm, I'm just in awe. So let's share some embarrassing stories here for Hasek, and I'll go first. The first time I ever did a presentation was in university, and type A, I know y'all can feel this, that we do most of the work, right? When it's a group setting, a group program, a group project, we do a lot of it. So here I had done a lot of um, the research and compiling the slides, and I full-on hyperventilated And then fast forward about 10 or 12 years, this was the first time I was to get on stage and speak at this huge women's expo and, you know, it got mic'd up. I had my hubby there and he's a pro athlete and he goes on stage and he's had some of his events and uh, competitions televised to over know 200,000 people at once, like he's been on uh, Paramount Network, all of this. And so he was there kind of, uh, I was kind of freaking out a little bit. And I was just like, I need you to help calm down my nervous system. So he just rubbed my shoulders a little bit. And so I just had to bring myself out of that sympathetic state, because my fear from the first time I ever did a presentation to you know, a group of only 30 people was I full on hyperventilated. So my fear of showing up for that event, was the same thing was going to happen and then I would lose my voice and literally not be able to talk and uh, that didn't happen I actually crushed it because when you're confident and you know your stuff then it just flows and then every other time I show up on stage whether I'm talking at a medical conference talking about different papers that I've written it, it's just something you have to learn. It's something you have to get over. And what was that like for you, Melanie, coming on the show and I led that ritual of kind of getting grounded? What's the intention of the message today? That's the layer that I really like to add to interviews. What was that like for you? I know that you've been on the Rachel Varka podcast also and you had that same experience, but what's it like for you as the guest to experience that?
2: No, I really, well, first of all, that I'm, I'm glad I have not had that experience where I, you know, hyperventilate or something, because when you, when you've had that something really intense like that, it's so true that your brain is just anticipating recreating that. Um, So, wow, I'm so happy that it manifested (laughs) differently. Um, No, that and it's great. I love that, that you start the the show with an intention. Um, It's kind of like, it's the opposite, but on my show, I end my show always with gratitude, but I think that like, that's so, so important. And um, it really, it, really like brings the focus and the the calm and i'm i think it's a really good thing more more pod more podcasters to do that for sure i did light some sage by the way
0: i I might have pulled (laughs) i sent katie a care package uh, a new sage bundle and i I pulled a couple of sprigs from it so you guys didn't know that but i take care of that stuff behind the scenes
1: (laughs) Thank you for doing it. the work for us on the back end. I appreciate that. Uh, so wait, uh, Melanie, have you always been an extroverted person? Because I mean, you're an actress and now you have a podcast and, you know, you are a huge influencer. So like, has it always been in your nature or is it something that you kind of like developed over time?
2: Yeah, I'm not an extrovert. I'm like the most introverted person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ridiculously introverted. Um and people are always shocked by that, but um, yeah, with the show, I think actually the hardest thing has been, so I'm very introverted and I'm also very, I don't know if you guys feel like the Enneagram thing, if you're familiar with Enneagrams, I'm a number three, which is like very, uh, it's the achiever, but it's really like image conscious. So I, um, I, I'm, really take everything everybody says about me like really personally, which is not helpful when you're an influencer. Um, and even like with the shows. So I remember when I first started uh, the Melanie Avalon podcast I and actually intermittent fasting podcast in the beginning, I would read iTunes reviews and things, things like that. <laughs> not a good idea. Um, especially at the beginning. Cause I, people would put suggestions like try not to like laugh as much. Cause it may, especially being like a blonde girl, um, I get a lot of feedback, like try not to laugh as much because it makes you sound young or try not to like sound as young or try not to like like all these things. And at the beginning, I took it really personally. And I was like, okay, I've got to like do this. I even was like, edit- I was editing out my laughs out of the podcast. Um, And the thing I found most helpful was just letting that go. And now I ju- I, I'm like, I'm not doing anything for anybody. Like I'm just going to be myself. If I want to laugh, I'm going to laugh. Um, if I'm going to cry, like when I interviewed Rob Wolf, I literally almost started crying. I was so excited. <laughs> and so I kind of just, um, I just have to like, let it all go. But yeah, I, if I look like an extrovert, it's, um, it's a lot of, it requires a lot of effort, (laughs) Skill
1: training, skills training. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I really appreciate you saying that too, that like, you've kind of come to this place where you're so comfortable with who you are, you know, in the media spotlight that you're kind of able to just say, Hey, love me or hate me. Like, you don't have to subscribe. I remember Dave actually, I think it was the episode you were in very vividly. I remember because, like, I'm also a visual person. I remember, like, walking in a forest and I was listening to this podcast. And I literally stopped in my tracks because I had never heard somebody say it so eloquently. But he was like, Hey, if you like what I say or you don't like what I say, guess what? Unsubscribe. It doesn't bother me. Like, I'd rather you not follow if you don't kind of agree with my messaging. I really want the people that like are going to take a lot out of this to be a follower and to really engage in this community. And it was really like, I was just starting my channel then and I didn't know anything. And I was reading the comments too. And I was like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming. Why are the people saying all these things about me? And but then you do reach this point where you're like, but my content is so valuable and I value myself and I. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to conform to fit a certain mold, right? Like it's, this is what I have to give and what I have to offer in the world and take it or leave it. And I think that's, that's kind of where a lot of us end up in this space, I think.
0: I'd love to add a layer of showing up on camera, like actually visually showing up on camera. And yes, uh, Dave actually said this too, when we were talking about anti-aging and he was drilling me on the aging process of the face and all of that. And he's like, if you don't pay attention to your aging process, you're going to end up in a diaper and a wheelchair and aging does not happen naturally on its own in a very delightful way, you do have to take charge of it. So I love his kind of uh, his way of doing that. And I totally agree with that. A lot of times I get asked, you know, what's the best makeup to show up on screen. And I'm a huge fan of medical grade makeup that's triple milled, HD ready. And it's actually unfair when some of my clients have been using a specific type of makeup that I like to recommend next to somebody who doesn't have high quality, HD ready stage camera ready makeup. It's definitely an unfair advantage. So using good skincare, good makeup is is really key, but that's probably one of the things that I hear a lot of right before this call, I did a a coaching session for a lovely client of mine. It's like, Rachel, how do you do what you do? How do you show up and showing up as like your brightest, most vibrant version with healthy skin? uh, That's when we feel our most confident, but there's a lot of times we show up and we're not really feeling our best, right? Like right now I have a crushing headache. I was just T-boned recently and I'm not feeling my best, but I'm still doing something that I really enjoy. So that almost can override that. So I'm curious how you guys kind of get over that when you need to show up on camera, when you need to get stuff done and you're not feeling your best, how do you override that slash? How do you listen to your aura ring recovery so that you don't burn out? What are some of your tips? Well, first of all, you got T-boned. Like in a car wreck? Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry.
2: Um that well you look yeah, you look amazing and your vitality and energy is
0: pulling through so that's great thanks um, to biohacking to help <laughs> me recover i mean i was at upgrade labs for like two hours yesterday i did the um the cell trainer i did the vive plate i did the Pamp, and uh, some other things as well so that helps me but i'm curious how how you melanie if you're getting on stage as actress or with your shows and you have big people booked like the day after the t-bone i had jj virgin and Teresa Di Pasquale on it i'm like i am not rebooking them So yeah, what, how do you push through that sometimes when you kind of have to? Sure. So I have a really, I don't, I've really complicated
2: nuanced answer to this. Um, So when I started my Melanie Avalon show after intermittent fasting podcast, I knew the only way I could realistically start it for where I was in my life at that point, um, which was a time when I was Really, like not doing anything on camera, like no pictures. like I was and it really came out of a lot of chronic health issues I had, and I was just drained, and I felt like putting on the whole facade was really draining to me. Um and I was like, the only way I'm gonna be able to do this show is if it's not video because I was like, I don't think I can like. I don't I didn't know if I could show up on camera that often with that many important people and then the stress aspect to it again being like super image conscious and it's just like out of insecurities um my image consciousness um I just knew that I had to like be kind to myself so Melanie Avalon Biohacking podcast I do audio only um and that was hard for me because I knew like I wanted to be showing up and being on camera more but I also wanted to like respect my energy levels and where I was at, so I just had to like accept that, and it was a really, really good decision. And um, I, I've always, I'm always seeing a therapist to like work on my my mental health and all of that, and that's been really helpful for me. Uh, just you know figuring out where I'm at, and so as it's it's so interesting. Your question about like when you're not feeling well and then you know having to show up physically on camera, you know whatever it may be. I have a really weird relationship with this. And um, it, so for, like I said, the, I was, I call, I call it the black hole. I went through a black hole where I literally was, I didn't post up like a single picture for probably like a year and a half. Um, and then I slowly started coming out and slowly started taking pictures. And what I found was that when I did put on makeup and show up and do all of that, it actually really revitalizes me. Um, and that was really confusing to me because I was like, I shouldn't be getting, like, like my energy shouldn't be based on how I feel like I look physically, but I still felt myself being energized by showing up on camera. And I would talk with my therapist about this because she would say, Melanie, like who feels more like the most like you when you're like sitting here in my office, you know, no makeup, no nothing, or these pictures that you show me on Instagram where you're like all done up. And, um, I was like, actually the pictures on Instagram feel way more like me. um, and she was confused, <laughs> and I was like, "But I have to clarify. It's that when I put in the when I feel like I'm putting on my best self on the outside, it's like it it's like it's presenting what I feel like is my true energy on the inside. Like everything is aligned. Um, so it's sort of like a metaphor in a way, and um, it sort of like self perpetuates itself. But um, I, I'm I, yeah, I have like a lot of really nuanced, complicated, like weird thoughts about." Physical image versus like interior, and I, and I do think like you know what's inside is the most beautiful and most important. But I struggle a lot with this, with with image issues, with energy um, physically showing up, all of that. So. It's a lot. You're not
1: alone. I do okay. too. <laughs> okay. I do too. There have been weeks where I was like suffering from like menstrual cramps and I felt super bloated and I was like I'm not going on camera this week. Not doing it. Not doing it. I don't want to. I just don't feel like myself. And my fiance is like, "Okay, well, guess what? You didn't make a backlog of content, so you have no choice. Either you do it or there's no video." And like my life is my video. I love what I do. So I put like my boss girl pants on. I found my sexiest outfit and I was like, I'm going to go. I like did some binaural beats. You know, I have all the biohacks. And that's really when you kind of tap into everything that you talk about or experiment with is like you use those things when you need them, right? And so I sometimes, but yeah, I mean, I think the physical appearance thing is something that really, it's hard to like, just like, you don't, it doesn't go away, especially when you're in the spotlight, doesn't go away. In some ways it gets worse. But I think sometimes it's just like, it kind of comes back to that act of just showing up for yourself. And the end product ended up being one of the best videos I made because I got out of my head for a little bit, just a little bit. I was like, you know what? This is not about me. This is about everybody else. And I'm sure that also goes through your mind, knowing how many people listen to your podcast. It's not always about you. It's about what are you talking about? Who are you talking to? How are you communicating? with the rest of the world because they're tuning in every week because they need to hear from you. So when it's like a want and a need thing that of start, starts to happen. And I think that has been the catalyst for me to remember it is not always about the appearance. It's what I'm bringing to the world. And you're certainly doing that for sure in multiple ways.
2: Oh, Thank you. No, I... <laughs> that resonates so much. So 100%. And I think we were talking in the beginning, how we were going to talk a lot about, you know, like women and everything um, on this episode right now. And I do think that's, it's like this whole other layer that women experience that men don't experience quite to the extent that women do, which is this very almost, almost shocking dichotomy between with, with like appearance and, you know, the, how we, we have to put in like a lot of effort and energy into creating, creating like the image that we often do present. Um, I'm sure men have to, they, you know, they have to do a lot too, but it's just so different with women. I feel like and, you know, hormonal fluctuations and so many
0: things. So yeah, it's, it's a lot. (laughs) So I love where this conversation has gone because it's real and since um, this last uh, incident before that a year and a half ago I was already dealing with a pretty significant injury from another crash. So this just has compounded and and what I decided to do was actually just be real and share with, you know, my audience and everybody tuning in here that, you know, just because you see a certain thing doesn't necessarily mean that that's a reflection of what's going on on the inside so sometimes when we actually share how we're really feeling it can then inspire others to say and think oh i've kind of been feeling this way too." this person's doing this to overcome it So that's kind of the golden lining that I'm doing. And it's really actually evolving how I'm showing up and helping people. It's like we have these amazing tools in our toolkit that when Ish does hit the sham, like like Dave (laughs) says in his uh, first virtual biohacking conference last year, then we know how to deal with it. And I think having that grace and understanding that Uh, women, especially our hormonal beings, we are a little bit more sensitive to our environments and things like that. And to just kind of feel into it, don't ignore it, but really feel how you're doing. And sometimes sharing that you never know can actually help others. So kind of a catch 22 show up and you don't feel your best, but you can share that. And it might actually encourage others.
2: Yeah, no, I love that so, so much. And, um, I think another, uh, part that comes into it is your personality type and because you were saying like type a so when you're like the type a like perfectionist control freak like I am um it, like letting some of that go and like realizing it, it doesn't all have to be perfect um so yeah life is messy you know. know and guess
1: what at yeah. the end of the day what do people want they want authenticity because there's a lot of fake stuff out there And they want people that are going to talk about health in a way that's educated and real. And like talking about your experience sometimes is the best thing because Mm -hmm. there's a great chance that other people are going through the same thing. And they think that they're on this lonely, isolated island. It's like, no, you're not. Like, I went through it too. You're going to be okay. And I think that the authenticity factor has been huge for me through
0: like since the beginning,
1: you know. Just being
0: real, right? Like, I shared. I shared I wasn't feeling great, and get, what did you do, Katie? You sent me some flowers, and they're next to my somavedic, and they're still doing awesome. <laughs> so thank you.
2: Yeah. Oh, I just I just got a somavedic.
0: Have um, I haven't turned it on yet, though. Do you like it? That's actually good you didn't turn it on because okay. when I first had it, <laughs> I did. And I had Jarosh. Um, he's one of the founders of some of on, uh on the show. And we're going to get him on BNB here as well. And he was saying that sometimes, especially women, they go through a bit of a detoxification process. So increase in headaches, um, maybe some GI upset. So what I did was I did turn it on. And the funny thing is I also did a test of everyone in my household. There's about six people in the house I live in. I also then did a test with my bio well to see the improvements in our human biorhythms, our dual energy output, our chakra alignment. This is Russian technology. It measures the amount of energy coming off of your fingertips. And everybody in the household had buyer bio- higher energy output within about four hours of having this thing on the soma so i actually turned it off for a week because I, honestly i felt like it was really powerful and then i turned it on the week after that so if you don't have it plugged in yet uh that's actually great i would give yourself a week to kind of adjust to the change in energy coherence within that 200 foot radius that you're in and then plug it in okay wait so when it's not
2: plugged in is it it's doing something already yep Oh, really? I didn't
0: no, know that. that. Uh, yeah, oh, there's a proprietary okay. blend of minerals and precious stones that are arranged in such a way. It's Wu technology. I love Wu technology. And sometimes the woo technology is kind of just beyond what we can kind of comprehend. But it did provide measurable energetic changes to everyone in my household that participated in my very small (laughs) um, inherent bias study. I mean, obviously, it's going to have that. Katie and I, we've done an episode on this. But um, in the world of biohacking, I mean, we're kind of just naturally getting into this next question here. What are some of the product, the top products and gadgets? You know, we all can't live without. Let's just let's just uh, share this stuff right now.
2: I love it. Um, Well, first of all, now I'm really excited. Okay. So really quick. So it's been sitting there for about a week. So like, let it sit there for another week.
0: No, no. I think that if it's been sitting for a week, I would plug it in now. Okay. And um, I I do, I'm very sensitive to things like EMFs. I'm very sensitive to electromagnetics. That's why I do those full day off grids. I have to. Um, But I can't like really get out of the house anymore for that. So I'm doing more grounding outside. Uh, But it helps with geopathic stress as well. So geopathic stress is something that can be uh, it can impact us like say, for example, there's water running under your home or on the West coast of North America, where I live, we're on a fault line. So we experience more geopathic stress. That's why these um, devices can be helpful, but they're also helpful for structuring water. So I'll let my water sit next to it. So charge your water. So I also have these like massive jugs I drink out of. My hubby and I, we actually did a blind taste test. We tested tap water. We tested our home filtration system water. And then we tested the somovatic water. The somavatic water tasted smoother and, uh, was, I liked it on my palate a little bit more. I could actually taste the difference in the water. Oh my goodness. I am so excited now. Um, I'm, yeah, it's, it's so, because when it comes
2: to the products and gadget, gadgets, the companies are sending me stuff a lot. So I, they're I, I they bought mine. There.
0: Yeah. putting it out there. I did do what
2: oh, you, you bought yours. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm really excited. They, they sent it to me, but so it's been sitting. So, okay. I'm excited. I'm going to
0: Plug it in. Plug <laughs> um, it in, charge your water, yeah. track your sleep, all of that. Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah. So as far as the ones that I currently that I have tried <laughs> that I can't live without, um, one of the most basic go-tos is the blue light blocking glasses. I just those are just game changers. I, I can't imagine my life not using those at night. Like a, I I just don't know how I would <laughs> handle like the world. Um, so I don't know. Do we do we mention brands or does that matter or do you care? I've I've used both Blue uh, Blocks and True Dark. I know Dave – is it Dave's company, True Dark, True Dark. I think? Yeah. yeah. You know, um, so I like both of those. Um, I, I use the
1: amber-tinted ones right at night.
2: Yeah. So I actually usually transition. So I'll use – so mm. through Blue Blocks, I'll use, like, the clear ones during the day and then the yellow-tinged ones. And then right before bed, either the True Dark red ones or the Blue Blocks. They, they have a red one as well. So – they're amazing. Um, the Apollo the Apollo Neuro, do you guys have one of those?
1: I do. Yeah. I did a review on them. I, I love the device so much. It's so
2: great for so many different things. Yeah. It's it's amazing. And I had Dr. Uh, Rabin on the podcast about it. And it's um so for listeners it's a, a sound wave therapy device you wear it like a wristwatch and then it uses gentle vibrations to mimic basically mimic it mimics human human touch so it, was, it mimics the state that's created from human touch but it um, act it instantly Instantly, I say (laughs) sort of instantly stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system and it has different programs you can run uh, to address different issues. So I use it a lot for insomnia and it was a game changer. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom, I gave one to my mom. She has a lot of like stress and mood problems. And I mean, she texts me weekly to just say that it's like changing her life. So um, that's one of my favorites. The red light therapy. So I, I love the Juve devices. I pretty much have one going on. I, I like having one going on t- pretty much 24 seven for ambient light, um, just all day with the red and then doing concentrated treatments with the near infrared from it. I do my sunlight and infrared sauna every single night and, um, Oh, the chili pad, like having some sort of mattress cooling system for sleep. I mean, sleep is so important and sleep temperature is so important. So, I I can't imagine sleeping without it now. Um, yeah, those are those are some of my favorites. There's like a there's a million more, but those are probably my like can't live without ones. Mhm. Yeah, that's a really great list. I completely agree with you on the sleep
1: cooling thing as well. I, I actually work with Eight Sleep. Um, I did the chili. I had the chili pad for, I want to say, almost two years. And then I upgraded. Once you go like into that field of just lowering your your bed's temperature, you can't go back. It's like anytime we travel and we don't have our chili... Like we actually flew back to California to get our eight sleep. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like we had to figure out a way to get it out here. And I was like, come hell or high water, that's going in our suitcase. And I don't care what the TSA says. Like we're getting it out here because I live in Hawaii. It's so hot. I'm like, I, I can't sleep at night. Even with the AC, the ambient temperature, it only makes a marginal difference. Right. So I I
2: absolutely, absolutely agree. Yeah. I am um, really quick on the eight sleep because I, I tried them too. And, um, I'm waiting for them to update it so that it doesn't. Because you have to use Wi-Fi. Do you still have to use Wi-Fi for it? That's that's like the one, the one stickler. Okay. So the thing is, you you do have to use
1: Wi-Fi and Bluetooth to connect it. But then we turn off our router at night. So as long as you don't change any of the settings, it should be good to go. So we okay, also pause. tested the EMFs.
2: Yeah. Okay. This is crazy. Okay, because they sent me one, um, and it was great. But I was like, I don't. I was like, I can't use it with the Wi-Fi. And they're like, okay, well, they're like, you can just keep it, and you know, if we update it in the future. But I never tried doing it without the Wi-Fi. So because it's still on my bed, I just don't turn it yeah, on. Yeah, I
1: Wait. I would try. So it'll it, like, still work. Program it to yeah. start at at like whenever you go to bed, and then have your wake up time. And still it, turn off the and, Wi-Fi. And yeah, and then you can be able, I. This is at least our experience. I've had some people who have tried it and theirs was like a little like, well, my Wi-Fi is really, really bad. So it didn't work at all. And I don't know, but try it and let me know. And I can like walk you through it too. Like totally, I'm, I'm happy to like nerd out with this stuff with you. And I just, I think the Eight Sleep is just a far superior product, but I, I just, I absolutely love it because it does sleep tracking too. So yeah, I can, I can definitely walk you through that, but yeah, just set it up. And then press play, and it should hopefully work. Make sure there's water in there, though.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, because I, I ran it, I ran it for like a week, um, and I was like, "This is great," because like the technology in it was really great. But I was like, "I can't mm-hmm. keep using it with the wi with the Wi Fi." But I, I never tried just not using the Wi Fi and seeing if it would still run. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many exciting things. apartment now. <laughs>
1: I know, I know. It's like, um, it's such a rabbit hole, isn't it? Like biohacking is like you start with one thing and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I have 700 gadgets in here and I don't know where they all came from, but I guess I ordered them at some point. Um, and especially when you're, then you're an influencer, and people are just sending you things left and right. You're like, oh my gosh, like I have to say no to so many products because I just I just don't have the room for it or it just doesn't seem like you know it's that you know there's a lot of fads out there too and you kind of want to be like I don't know is this another massage gun okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's two things I want to share here number one how freaking rad is it that we got three biohacking babes here sharing our favorites And number two, I want to talk about some of the free things. So my hubby's a pro athlete. He kind of has turned his nose up at – biohacking for quite a while because he is just one of those types of people that is just so incredibly in tune to his body that he doesn't have to. So some of the free things that I do is put my feet on the earth every single day. If I feel like I'm stuck in that uh, sympathetic state and my nervous system, high beta states kind of run in the show, feel a little stressed out, just getting outside Getting in a little bit of exercise outside is really great. Uh, Having off-grid days as much as possible. Keeping my cell phone on airplane mode as often as possible. Turning off Bluetooth pretty well anytime I'm not using it. Christmas timer on your router at night. Those are all really key things. Uh, Some other free biohacking tips would be to make sure that you're getting natural sunlight as early in the day as possible and also, when you're designing your home, and uh, we've recently done this, we've made sure that all of the lights in our home, kitchen, bathroom, living space is all halogen lighting, not LEDs. So, when you're getting lights installed in your home, we have to think about this stuff because the LED lights not only impact our circadian rhythms and keep us in that sympathetic state and disturb our melatonin and all of that, but it also kills our skin. So the blue light reaches about three times deeper than the light that we get outside, the UVA and UVB rays, and also damages our corneas and our retinas and things like that. So from the anti-aging side of things, light is huge. Uh, But some of my favorite biohacks, I actually wear the um, arc pendant every single day, I love this thing. I just find it brings me a sense of calm. It structures water. Uh, I'm I'm big with like the uh, electromagnetic stuff. Obviously the aura Ring, Juve Light, I use every freaking morning with my Epsom salt baths, with my body oil. It's like I emerge from my bath morning and night, just like moisturized head to toe, helps with muscle release. Magnesium's great for sleep. Filtration in your home is really key. Make sure your water's filtered either at the sink or with your home and yeah there's there's just so much we could probably do a whole episode on what our routines look like but um in specific what are the three things like each of us just we can share here i, lo- I really love this conversation what could we not live without melanie you go first biohacking wise like yeah okay um
2: one first of all though that that was an amazing list <laughs> Of hacks, the the one free hack I would also throw in would be cold showers. One hundred percent cold
0: therapy. How did I forget about that? I do that like <laughs> almost every day. Like
2: no, I, I just went, I did I just did cryotherapy right before this, and it was epic. But for free, cold showers. Um, okay, if I had to pick three, they're probably things I already mentioned. But blue light blocking. I, this question is so hard. Blue light blocking glasses, chili pad, mm, probably probably juve red light it's such a hard question probably those three how,
1: yeah, about, how about, about you me? guys katie?
2: how about katie
1: guys i'm like looking around my house i'm like oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh i i can't live without i like i there's so many things i can't live without uh no but i mean when push comes to shove like yes a hundred percent like a sleep tracker of some sort like I, have, I love my sleep, my aura ring, but I use a dream too. I use my bio strap. Just like having a sleep tracker, I think is really important because I like data and I like to measure those things. I think also eight sleep or Chili Pad, you know, either some way to cool down your your uh, bedroom at night. And for my third one, I feel like I need something like really really good, and I'm totally blanking. Um, I mean, I don't know. I would probably say something that was more in kind of the the like relaxation zone, because I am very high stress. I am like a high tense person. So I am getting the infrared sauna. And I think that that is, I'm going to put that as like my future, like this is what I'm not going to be able to live without because I know it's coming. That's going to be super good for relaxation for me at night. And I'm so excited to get that. So sauna is my last one. I think that's pretty good. A sunlight and sauna, yes. Yes, that is. It's I think that that's for sure gonna be my third one.
2: The You're sauna. gonna love the sauna. It's it's are you getting a um like a solo unit or like a cabin unit? Oh, I'm getting a cabin three oh, person hugging. with
1: the chromotherapy. Yeah, it's going right outside of my biohacking patio next to my vibe. <laughs> awesome. Are you gonna
0: like get the inversion chair in the sauna also? That'd oh, hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm going to add a
1: trampoline
0: and then I'm going to have my ice bath
1: and the ice will melt by the time I get outside because we know what it's like in Hawaii. <laughs> oh ice God. does not stay ice for very long outside. <laughs> let me tell you that.
0: You know what? This is funny because this is such a hard question for us to answer. And for me, being in the world of uh, skin and rejuvenation for the last 10 and a half years, over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures, I did a trick question on my social media. I'm shocked nobody picked up on this. At Rachel Varga Official, the question was: what's my number one beauty product I cannot live without? And everyone was saying water, sunscreen, you know, specific products that that I've recommended for them. And it was a total trick question because if they've been paying attention on the show and with interviews, people ask me this question all the time, what's your number one thing? It's the whole pieces of the puzzle. So the the three things I probably couldn't—that live is without... a
1: cop out, Rachel. I, that I is know, a cop out. Come on,
0: whatever. It was a trick question. I was really seeing who was paying attention, who's like the diehard listeners. But uh, it's it's really the comprehensive forest routine. But anyways, that's a whole other topic. But the three things I probably couldn't live without are going to be cold therapy, just going into the ocean, getting that salt water. So the salt is cleansing my auric field. The cold is uh, really helping to take me out of that sympathetic state into the parasympathetic state. It's great for muscle soreness and recovery, which is free sun gazing for the sunset. Again, that's a free circadian rhythm thing. I'll do my cold therapy in the evening and probably one of my other, um, the the third thing I couldn't live without is when I'm sleeping is having the air purifier going so that um, I don't hear my husband wrestling and things like that and vice versa and then we're always breathing in uh, clean air and there isn't that same accumulation of humidity on the walls and the windows.
2: I have to echo the air purifiers if those count if those are yeah I guess those are biohacking hundred um, percent I have yeah like I mean you can see one behind me I think I have five units in my apartment. And I have like a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> every, what's really funny is every time they come in to check, um, you know, like like once a year or twice a year, they have to come in and check the, the air ducts or whatever they do. Every single time without fail, these are the air people who come in like and check the air in like every apartment. And they they always comment on the air quality in my apartment. They're always like, what do you do? They're like, oh, it smells so nice in here. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like these are the people who are like smelling the air all day, every day in, in every apartment. Um, yeah. It, that's huge. I think that's on my top three, actually. That's I don't know awesome. what it replaces, but yeah.
0: Are they <laughs> it, all different
1: so purifiers? Fun. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Are they all different purifiers or are they all the same brand or um, have
2: you- I have one, two, three. I have four Allens and one molecule. mm.
1: I had the molecule for a while. We left it with some family in California because we kind of figured they might need it a little bit more than us right now. Wildfires yeah. were kind of crazy last year, this time last year. So in the event that we have a volcano, VOG is going to be an issue. So I'll have to get one out here for sure.
0: Yes, Katie, you do need an air purifier because in Hawaii there's higher risk of respiratory issues because of the ash. So and also most of the houses in Hawaii are moldy because of the humidity. Yeah. So I just have like the they're like 140 bucks, the hypoware germ defenders. I just pop them in the outlets in each room in my home. And you know we're doing some uh, some things to up upgrade our home a little bit, and it really helps with off gassing. And they're not that expensive, but do have them in each room.
2: I yeah. also one other thing I have is I have the the little charcoal bags full of charcoal. They're they're everywhere. <laughs> they're like mm-hmm. all in the kitchen, all in the bathroom. Um, those really help. I just remembered I have actually a, a Honeywell as well. So I have six air purifiers. But That's so funny that you
1: mentioned the charcoal bag because literally I just bought one for the first time the other day. My mother-in-law is visiting and in her Airbnb, she was like, there's kind of this weird smell, but I can't really get rid of it. And so I was in my natural grocery store and I saw this like bag of charcoal and I was like, I think charcoal might do the trick. And so we bought it and she's like, yeah, it actually worked. Charcoal's amazing. I mean, you can use it internally, externally. It's so great. No, Not enough people are talking about charcoal. I love charcoal.
0: I love charcoal. Big, big charcoal fan. <laughs> I think we need to do like a part two to this to this interview. I just want to be um, respectful of our time. We could just like keep nerding out and yammering off for like hours. I feel. <laughs> I, I, think I we would definitely need a
1: part two. Yeah, I think there's just so much more I want to ask you, Melanie. And I think we kind of like went off the rails, but in a very beautiful and graceful way. And I think that this is this is what this is meant to like. What's meant to happen? Like, I believe kind of like you can have all the questions in mind, but then sometimes it's all about how the conversation flows. And yeah, I'm really excited where, where we ended up and hopefully we can do another one.
2: (laughs) No, I, I would love to, like I said, that's the way I do all my shows is just like, let it go out. And then whatever we talk about, we talk about, um, no, this is great. I could keep talking to both of you for, for hours and hours. Um, this is absolutely wonderful. it's so wonderful. I, um, that to, it's so wonderful to connect with fellow women in the biohacking sphere because I feel like we're a little bit misrepresented. Um, we're misrepresented in the clinical literature scientifically. Um, just I, We need more focus on women in particular. So this has been really wonderful.
0: I'd love to come back. <laughs> yeah, so I think maybe we'll give a little teaser here. We're gonna talk about a little bit more of that conversation of women and biohacking. Um, we also because we do all have training in W set, let's talk about alcohol and our sleep lex next time, some of our favorite biohacks for for healthy aging and longevity. And uh, yeah, I, I like how we focused on what can we not live without. How do we show up maybe when we're not feeling our best? And how do we, you know, just sort of like prep for big things? We did talk about the aura ring, which is pretty sweet. Um, Melanie, do you have any final words? And then I'd love for you to share with everybody how they can continue to learn with you
2: yeah well, first of all, just thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so happy that we connected because now you, Rachel, you've been on my show. I've been on both your shows now. The synergy is just really beautiful. I love like interacting with you on Instagram and all the things. So this has just been really, really wonderful. Um, thank you for all that you are doing for everybody. I just think it's so important and it's so appreciative um, appreciated. Um, yeah, for, for listeners, they can, my, my main hub is melanieavalon.com. Uh, the two podcasts, like I said, the Melanie Avalon biohacking podcast is really my, it's my, like my love out of all the things. It's like the thing that I just really, really love. And, um, my Facebook group, I, I have three Facebook groups, but my main hub is IF biohackers. And I'm, I'm very like, Present there. (laughs) So if you want to like talk to me um, and all of that, I like, I love engaging with listeners. Same on Instagram. So yeah, this has been absolutely wonderful. I'm just so grateful for both of you. Thank you, Katie and Rachel. Thank you.
0: Thank you. you. This was a lot of fun. So everybody, be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast here the beauty and the biohacker podcast be sure to subscribe hit the bell notification also on our youtube channel yes that was a tibetan ball that's another ritual (laughs) i forgot to mention i ring the ball for the bell every single time i just love it kind of sets the stage opens things up closes things and this was just a super fun conversation so Learn about this episode and everything at beautyandthebiohacker.com. You can also find ways to connect with Katie and I one-on-one on the website also. And yeah, let's just, uh, let's schedule part two. Have a fantastic day, everybody. Hey, thanks both of you, both of you as well. Thank you.
1: Thank you guys so much for tuning into Beauty and the Biohacker today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a comment or share it on your social media account and we'll give you a shout out. And don't forget to head over to beautyandthebiohacker.com to check out all our episodes and our favorites page where we include our curated list of products with special discount codes just for you guys. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter because we're sharing some exclusive content and giveaways. Ways you won't want to miss.